top shelf fantasy. We move into week eight. Yes, we do. Yep. Slide right in. Shit, we gotta know. Some fantasy implications that are starting to come up to light that you didn't expect. It's the implications. Implication season? You You can't say no to it. Uh, Well, we're on podcast 105. It's October 27th. It is the Tuesday after that terrible Rams-Chicago game. Rams-Bears. Waivers clear tomorrow. Waivers up on topshelffantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. I don't think I ever realized how long the tail end of this intro was. I mean, it's a good beat, so... Have you ever listened to the end of the podcast? That thing goes on forever. Well, yeah, I let it it fade. I let it fade out. There was one time, like, I'm just going to let this go. There's two minutes left. I've put, I, I put little Easter eggs at the end, too. Like, there was one time you and Corey just went off on Adam Sandler... I'm clipping that, and it's one podcast. <laughs> it will be at the end of the podcast, and I think I did you and, and Corey doing the John Cena call at one point. We were all doing the John Cena call, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's some good little nuggets at the end of the at the end of the podcast if you if you let it go that long. Um, but uh, now that the uh, the intro is over, we can get into what we got coming up because we got to believe not to believe, hold full, buy low, sell high. Quit playing games with my heart. All week eight related. Everything that's gone on for the season so far. We're halfway through, and we got like six teams on by. Twenty-five people injured. So I mean, if you have a twenty-five, s- yeah, fifty, a little more than that. So if you have a full starting lineup in week eight, good for you. Oh, and Pat you just you just know this is that time. Like you know, we 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 kind of skated through week seven without much of a a COVID implication. You just watch Thursday's going to drop and three games canceled. <laughs> three games canceled. You can't play a fantasy football lineup after that. There's nine teams not playing, or that would even be twelve. Twelve math. Oof. Big oof. Okay, you guys, ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go. This is a good one. I can't believe. Believe. I don't believe you. To believe. I don't believe. You believe. You believe. You believe this. Do you believe? I don't believe. I don't believe. To believe or not to believe. I'm not going to play that clip before everyone. But we're going to start off with James Robinson. And is James Robinson a top 12 back for the rest of the season? Coming out of the bye, it's Houston, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota, Tennessee, Baltimore, Chicago. Not exactly the most favorable schedule. No, it is not. It is a very tough schedule. And what we've seen from Robinson, week seven was phenomenal. Prior weeks was, yeah, yeah, you don't score a touchdown. I'm I'm getting to this point with some of these these touchdown-dependent running backs that I want them off my team so bad because the weeks they don't score those touchdowns is so detrimental to me that I might as well just try and take that and go get myself a wide receiver and just say, I'll, I'll just get any, I, I, I there's, there's a thousand touchdowns. I mean, hell, Kyle Juszczyk could be, could score a touchdown any given week. So James Robinson, if you can sell him as a top 12 back right now, I mean, to believe or not to believe, you should be holding James Robinson and playing him as a top 12 back, or do you believe that you should be selling him as a top 12 back? So, I'm not buying him as a top 12 back, you know, if he's on another team, because I'm going to have to give up a lot for it, especially with the bye week. And a lot of teams are, if you got James Robinson, you got him for nothing. So, people are just holding on to him and asking for, you know, your whole team. Um, I'm good. And I think at this point, so he's averaging 17 fantasy points a week based on averages. He is RB6 on the season. Um, so, we're we're talking, you know... Uh, an RB one, like that's that's where he is. That's where he's at. That's where he's looking like he could end up. I would say would be on the lower end, and then in somewhere in the RB two. But still, if you if you had James Robinson, it was because of a late draft pick or because you picked him up off of waivers or you or you traded something. 
um, not so big to get him on your team now. So I'm just going to hold on to him. Um, and, you know, will I expect RB1 numbers every week? I'm hoping for it. But uh, I would expect that 1-2 range, you know, somewhere in that, you know, 12 to 15 range each week. And I do not believe he's a top 12 back going forward. I know in a per game, he's RB6. Overall, he's RB3 on the season. No knock to him. I mean, probably the biggest surprise in all of fantasy in 2020. Uh, great for the guy, but Tom put it out. The matchups he has with Houston, Green Bay, Pitt, Cleveland, Minnesota's fine, but Tennessee, Baltimore, Chicago, like, if he's not scoring touchdowns in those matchups, he's I mean, he's getting the carries, but they're going to be down in all those games, and they're going to be throwing. Um, can he finish as an RB2? Probably. But if I can sell him as a top 12 RB that he's now, hands down, I'll do it right away. All right, next one we got coming up. Carlos Hyde. So Chris Carson expected to miss, quote-unquote, time. What time? <laughs> is it one? Is it one what, week? Is what it two is weeks? Time? It's, good, yeah. it's a midfoot sprain. They said it's not significant, but I would expect him to miss at least a week. That's my expectation. So the believe thing is: is he a top twelve back? Well, is Carson's, he RB one? Right. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I don't believe it, mainly because they're facing San Fran, and if Carson misses a second week, they're facing Buffalo. I don't know if Buffalo's been gashed lately, but they're still a good, good defense. And you saw Carlos Hyde get banged up last week as well, too. So um, it could be, you know, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas got some touches. So I think it's going to be more of a split backfield than what they would use Carson as. So I do not believe it. So he finished as an RB1 this past week. God damn it. Um, yeah, I mean, so I I do tend to believe that Carlos Hyde has RB1 upside. I don't know that you can employ Carlos Hyde as an RB1. Like, if, I don't think you can sell him like he, he's an RB1. But if you go to an RB needy team and say, hey, I have a top 15 back this week or however long Carson's out for, you know, it, it, here it is. Or if you're the the needy team, maybe go and try and buy him for for a week or two, or spend a significant amount of fab on him. Um, but I think volume alone puts Carlos Hyde in in that conversation. I don't think he's a lock to be a top twelve, uh, especially with the with the upcoming um, matchups. But the volume puts him there. You know what I mean? I mean he he that. The volume that he should be expected to be given, 12 to 15 uh, carries and a handful of targets, that puts him in RB1-ish territory. Yeah, and and, and my biggest thing is, and, and like Scott, like you mentioned, is talking about matchup um, with this week alone. Um, San Francisco is a divisional opponent, and typically these games, especially in, in this division, uh, they seem to be all really tight and and are high scoring. So there's a world where where Carlos Hyde does you know provide a lot. I I, I would I would say yes. I, I'm gonna go with it. I'll, I'll say Carlos Hyde's my uh, you know an RB one, and if no one else picks him as a start set, I'll start him. Okay. All right. We're gonna talk about Josh Jacobs again. <sighs> to believe? I don't wanna. Oh, not, not to, believe. to believe. Josh Jacobs is a touchdown dependent. RB2. I don't believe you. That sentence... <laughs> Even if you don't... <laughs> that was very good. That was very, yeah. We we have to use that as a clip. <laughs> Even if you believe or not believe, Tom, you're saying, just that sentence, you turned to this guy as a top seven, maybe top eight running back. And we're questioning, is he an RB2? I'm a touchdown, I'm a touchdown dependent RB two. Touchdown dependent RB two. And we we only put this here because we're putting out the facts. That's what he's been the entire season. What facts? Uh, right, he's and a touchdown dependent so, RB fucking so, so. And Craig's Craig's upset. So here's <clears throat> here's kind of where I'm looking at this. That he has scored touchdown. He scored five touchdowns on the season. He's scored in two games, which means week one he scored three TDs. 
in week uh, five, he scored two TDs. In all other weeks, he's gone 12, 7.8, 8.8, 4.6. I'm not willing to call him an RB3, but if he's not scoring touchdowns, he's an RB2. Right now, he's RB15. His snap percentages. Right, because of two games. Yeah, it's huge games. Well, Yeah, right. So his snap percentages are going down. I mean, they're probably not, not, you know... I'm They're not, not concerned about winning that. the games. I'm not either. But I mean, last week, 49% compared to 78 week one. Yeah, and they took a big L. Yes. So they know what they have to do. But All I mean, right. Cleveland, to Cleveland, do. Chargers, Denver next. Yep. That's tough. That's tough. That's a, the, that's some tough running right there. Buy low. So we, well, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. I talked about Antonio Gibson, his selling window looking more attractive in two weeks the buy low window on josh jacobs may look very very attractive in a couple more weeks yeah i mean this is not a good stretch run yeah. for josh jacobs and then he gets from week 11 on kansas city atlanta jets new york indy's tough but i mean indy, those three weeks yeah and your championship matchups against miami <laughs> if he even gets you there listen he'll get me there <laughs> he'll absolutely get me there um I the more or less the reason I bring this up is because I think people need to realize that when we talked about Mike Evans last year, we said, okay, well, Mike Evans made wide receiver twelve off of the back of three monster performances. Same with Stephon Diggs. We might be having the same conversation with Josh Jacobs in two thousand twenty one that you know he is where he is off of a handful of performances, but over the you know in large two thousand twenty has not been nice to Jacobs. Nope. And um, to, to answer the question, it, the the answer is yes. Do I believe that Josh Jacobs is a touchdown RB two? Because yes, that is the fact. Facts are are facts. I mean, stay fluid. It's just, I mean, I, 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 I'm yes. not loose. Uh, I'm very tight, but. He's, he's he's got a very twit butthole. Um, <laughs> so true. I I I <laughs> agree to to answer it as well. I I do think that he's uh, he's uh, this is how he should be viewed. I mean, it sucks because I was very very high on this guy as a top eight guy. Yeah, but he's a first round pick for a lot of people for many leagues. All my team back in first round. Craig has a lot invested in Josh Jacobs. There's only two leagues I don't have Josh Jacobs in. The two you're winning in? No, <laughs> don't totally care. No. He, he's actually in first place in one. Well, he's 6-0 and in his uh, follow-up uh, championship. The other two Dynasty. leagues are because I, I drafted Alvin Kamara, which I'm very happy about. So, yes, I am winning in those leagues. And I am also winning I mean, in Josh Jacobs. It's kind of Josh Jacobs, though. funny. Where you drafted Jacobs was where you know Kenyon Drake was going, Miles Sanders. So... Overall, you wanted the early pick in the first to get that solidified oh, guy. Yeah. Besides Barkley, yeah, I'm gonna cry <laughs> myself to sleep. But later. McCaffrey isn't. I mean, there's so many running backs. It's Zeke, like he's, McCaffrey's he's, coming back though. Well, no, I know he's yeah. coming back, but but Zeke, like like these guys, are, are, that's a different uh, combo. Um, we're, to, gonna, we're gonna talk about CMC. To believe or, or not, not to believe, believe. Mike Damn. Davis, Michael Davis cuts into the workload of cmc yeah I, I think this is a very easy uh i don't believe do not believe i don't believe it this is a very <laughs> <good> on fire <laughs> this is i don't fire. believe it <laughs> I, yeah, um, I guess i'll just roll with it um my only the 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 only reason I put this here and I wanted to bring it up was more or less because let's remember what cmc's workload was it was a hundred percent of the snaps. Ninety-eight, actually. Ninety-eight. So, <laughs> so pretty much so, a playoff game. So wildcat. <laughs> so like, if Mike Davis eats into that, and he still comes out with ninety-two percent of the snaps, you're still a happy uh, CMC owner. Uh, the next one, much better. To believe. Um, to believe or not to believe. I believe it. Then in Fournette and Jones. So this is split. So this is who's the touch favorite going forward? Do you believe it's Fournette or do you believe it's it's Ronald Jones? 
in the note that I had here, just so everybody's looking at the same thing, Jones had 13 carries, two targets, 44% of the snaps. Fournette had 11 carries, seven targets, 55% of the snaps. Who is the touch favorite moving forward? Yeah, so I believe it's always going to be Fournette. It showed up, you know, it was the second week that Fournette was actually healthy and playing with this team. Fournette took the job. Fournette got hurt. Ronald Jones did well. Give him all the credit in the world. But as time, you know, has shown, um, you know, Fournette is still going to be the better running back, and they're going to want to use the better running back. It's just, that's just the way that the world works, okay? I, I know Ronald Jones truthers don't want to hear it, and 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 pe- Craig people is talking specifically to Mango. <laughs> they don't. They don't. It, it's not just him. But the thing is, is like, okay, sure, Ronald Jones has done better this year. I'll admit that. Has he looked good at times? Yeah. Has he looked great at times? Yeah. But I'm sorry. I mean, Fournette is going to have the snaps over him. It's just going to happen. Just deal with it. You know, Josh Jacobs is a touchdown dependent RB too. Deal with it. Deal with it. Do it do it um i believe that fournette is also you know um the guy to own i guess he'll get the more snaps i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> um but jones he he's on extremely well with fournette being out but it's a tom brady offense he's not gonna make you know what jones did well give him some touch no he's going to use the best running back to help tom brady win games and that's Leonard fournette even in the passing game we saw it last week Jones will still be involved. It might be a 60 to 40 split, but that 60 to 40 split makes Fournette a lot better long term, I think, than Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Fournette as well. Okay. Yeah. To believe? What? It's We're over. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> you get a six one? No. no. Okay. Do well. you believe? <laughs> you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. They never count show money when you're sitting at the table. Sorry for saying <laughs> It's so hard not to sing that part at the end of it. Yeah, maybe I'll extend it a little bit and fade it out, and we'll just have a nice little uh, top shelf sing along. The listeners don't want to hear that every week. <laughs> um, I tried to put the biggest names on here that I, I possibly could. Um, These are all very hard. <laughs> And we're going to start with Kenny Drake. I mm. am... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold him. I don't want to. So you're going to hold him the whole way through. You're going you're gonna to hold that bench spot. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a Kenny Drake owner... It, I'm, I am a Kenny Drake owner in multiple spots. Scotty is too. I have Chase Edmonds everywhere I have Kenny Drake. Okay. I am fine holding Kenny Drake with Chase Edmonds. Fair. Same, because worst comes to worst, he is that top <coughs> handcuff if Chase takes a job. Yep. I'll, I'll hold him. Um, I I don't actually have this situation. Um, the only place I actually Put have one of the running backs, uh, I had Chase Edmonds, and I didn't have Kenyon Drake. No, I, um, I do want to hear a situation where you don't have Drake. like Or both. Where you don't Drake. have Edmonds. Yes. Where I don't okay. have Edmonds, yeah. So... I I would I would actually drop Drake just for the fact that he is going to be out. He has a high ankle sprain. He's going to want IR. He's going to be out a month, right? We're at week eight. You have eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do math. You have one week before the fantasy playoffs hits, where you could actually play Drake again, and then you're at fantasy playoffs. If you need to win now, I'm not wasting a bench spot. I mean, if there's no one on waivers, which you know right now it, it is kind of slim. Um, you know, just hold on to him. You know, hold on to him until there's someone worthy to pick up, kind of thing. But like, he's he's the guy I'm gonna drop. I'm not gonna, you know, drop a guy that I could use for a guy that I know I'm not going to be able to use. You know, maybe if I'm seven and zero or six and one, whatever. But you have to be in the right position to hold on to Drake. Okay, I'm gonna pitch this to you. When you said I wasn't in the situation, I thought you meant you didn't have any shares of Drake or, I don't. or Edmonds. Okay, I have sh- I have a share of Edmonds. You have a share of Edmonds. Okay, well, I'm going to put you on the spot. You have Drake. You do not have Edmonds. Edmonds is a free agent. Well, would yeah, you I'm drop trying. Drake for Edmonds straight up? Yes, I was I was pitching. I would do. I was yeah, pitching and I dropping Drake. Okay. Yes. No, no, no. I know. I was just curious. Do you drop Drake and just pick up his handcuff knowing that they may come back? Yes. 
Okay. Interesting. Philip Lindsay. <clears throat> He's uh he is concussion a drop protocol. for me in concussion protocol. So I'm gonna hold on to Philip Lindsay because he has shown that when healthy and playing he's getting work get, you know he had 101 yards against new england he had um what was it 78 yards before he had the concussion on nine snaps so uh melvin gordon has in the, even in the beginning of the year uh before the turf toe um you know Lindsay has been involved they like to get him involved I, I think he's shown based off of what his yards per carry is which is has to be a really high number um, you know, he's going to be able to, to remain consistent when, when he's healthy. So, I mean, if, if it's a concussion protocol thing, you know, we're, we're talking one week at most and he very well could play this upcoming weekend anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm not a Lindsay guy by any means. I'm a very, very big Melvin Gordon guy, but I would hold Philip Lindsay mainly just the way the, the fantasy world's, you know, running this year with all the injuries with him healthy and Gordon healthy. I think Lindsay is a fun flex play right. each week as a 10 to 14 point week. And he can give you 20 points given, but it's, I mean, he hasn't been healthy. That's the scariest part. He's averaging over 5.2 yards per carry. I think, um, so I'd hold him, but it's very close. I mean, I think he's out one week and that's it. So that that's why I would hold him. But if, if it comes out in two days that, you know, it's a bad concussion, he's out two plus weeks, then that's a different conversation. If yeah. you're if you're three and four trying to scratch and claw to get playoffs, you need a running back, would you drop Lindsay for Hyde? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So and that would also drop Drake. There's for those Hyde. scenarios, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's where I think, you know, listeners have to kind of put themselves in the right situation at the right time, right? Uh, I mean, Kenyon Drake, if you're if you're seven and zero in a league, Kenyon Drake's Drake is a phenomenal buy for you. Yeah, because just wait, you're, sit and wait. Your bench is probably filthy if you're seven and zero, so you can trade your worst piece for Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson comes back with a big week, gets hurt. Do you hold him? So I had heard about an injury, but I thought it was minor and that they brushed on, it off. They're going on uh, bye too. Oh. Week eight. No. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on to Deontay Johnson. I don't. They already got their bye. They already did. Because the Cole Coves. Oh, the Coves. Yeah. yeah oh, that makes sense. oh. So the. Uh, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go relook the damn Coves. All right. Well, ruined everything. Well, let's flip. Let's flip this to Chase Claypool then. And I'm still holding Chase Claypool, even though he had you know lost pretty much all of his work to Deontay Johnson. I'm holding both. I'm a very big hold on Deontay and a very big hold on Chase Claypool. Okay. I'm gonna hold Deontay. I would fold Claypool if Johnson's healthy. I mean, I that's, just, that's I, fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a tough lineup decision right. to make. Um, Cam Newton. I think this is an easy one for us, but... Uh, ooh, Scotty's, Scotty's uh, no, making a face. I think it is, but I don't know. All right. I mean, it's... Uh, I, one, I, two, I three? Fold. Fold. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's sad. It just sucks. But, I mean, look at guys like Justin Herbert, who's right. coming out of the woodwork. Like... I'd rather this guy way more than Kim Newton. I'd rather mm-hmm. stream, put out Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, you know, Tua. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I was going to say Fitzpatrick, but Tua's going to be the starter. <laughs> so. Matt Moore is the back of Pat Mahomes who gets more points than Cam. <laughs> oh, God. That was bad. It was. It's. It's more or less. Cam's upside is through the roof. Well, Are you willing to let that upside? We go? saw the first two weeks. You know, we nailed it. He's a top ten guy. The Coves happened with him. The Coves. I don't know so, what happened after that. So th- that's the other thing, the too. The perception in fantasy yeah. football is that, you know, stay away because of the what happened with COVID. And people are honestly asking the question week after week, is it affecting him? So Debo. Oh, I'm holding this guy. I'm buying this guy. I'll buy him low. Oh, boy. Craig's buying. They're trying to get him involved in every way possible. He's hurt again. He is hurt again. He's going to miss at least one to two weeks. I know Jeff Wilson went on the IR, 
and Debo was close to it, but they didn't put him on there because they think he's going to be back in two to three weeks. I think it, I, put, I think I wrote that down, and I think I forgot that when I said that. Yeah, I see, I'm folding I, him because of that. <laughs> I'm folding him, and mainly because how good Ayuk has done, and they are very similar players. If Ayuk is learning the system and is doing what Debo is doing, when he comes back, it's a run first team. Yeah. And George Kittle's the main target. If Ayuk's the second target, I mean, Debo's going to be involved, but his best week so far is 15 points. I'm not going to hold a guy that I'm banking on to get over, you know, 80% snap share and more targets than Ayuk. I just can't do it. Yeah. It sucks. I love the guy. With, very yeah, talented. Okay, fine. Fair with the with the injury. You know, I, I, I would fold him as well. Again, this is the time of season, you know, type time in the season where you, where you need to start getting your wins in unless you're like really high up there um you're not listening to this podcast because you feel like you know everything but um well no we we have likely helped people get to that situation i hope um but i mean yeah if you're up there and you have a player like debo you know just hold them but if if you're you're in that three to four you know three and four or four and three even five and two whatever um, you know, you're still going to want to get your wins in. So, so this is probably the wrong spot to really say this. If you are 7 and 0, 6 and 1, 5 and 2, you have a comfortable roster, you buy Debo. You buy right. Kenny and Drake. You go out to the teams that are fighting to try and get into the playoffs and say, "I will take that guy that's not going to play for a couple weeks." You go to a, the Chris Carson owner and say, "I will take Chris Carson." I will give you Carlos Hyde. You know, go win Carlos Hyde on your waivers. Sell the Carson owner Carlos Hyde and say, listen, you need two wins. Right. Go get, you know, give me him. Give me Debo. If you are at the top of your league, you're buying these type of players. I mean, Devontae Freeman's our next guy up. Full, right. full Devontae Freeman. He's still starting running back. Um, he, he still could start this week. <coughs> Um, so I'm so I'm going to hold him. I mean, he's not going to perform well. I mean, he's going to play against Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but he's still a starting running back in the NFL. Even if he misses, it might even be beneficial if he misses this week. So would you? So I'm a fold on Devontae Freeman. I think Scotty, you're you're more than likely a hold on Freeman. I'm a hold as a bench stash because like what Craig said, like if I'm in a pinch, I'm still putting out a flex guy who's a starting running back in the NFL. It's going to get the touches. But Hyde, if Hyde's out there, would you drop Freeman God, for Hyde? Damn it, fucking what ifs. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, people are likely faced with these, right. these and, questions. And I would... I mean, if if there's a Jamichael Hasty out there, would you drop Freeman for Jamichael Hasty? Yeah, probably. I mean, that, but I mean, like, I, I'm hoping that the teams that have Freeman, Freeman's not their worst guy on the team. Right. You know, um, and if they are, yeah, that's the that's the tough. Good for that team. If he's the worst person on your team, good for you. Um, yeah, if he's the worst person on your team, I'm not sure you have a bad record. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's it's. I mean, if you are unlucky, you're getting everyone blowing up against you. You have Devonte Freeman. You're you're two and five. You need to get some wins, but you know you have a good team, right? And he's your worst. And Carlos hides in. You have a bye week. Hell, sure, do it. Get get your guy to play so that you can get the win. You know, do what you can to get the weekly win. At this point, um, yes, there are long term plays in fantasy football, but right now everything is scratching and clawing, finding your win. If you're if you're not in a top position in your league, all right. I think these next handful should go pretty quick. James White, hold, fold, hold, fold. fold. I'm not owning any. Running back in the field. The After only reason <laughs> no carries, one target for one catch for three yards. The only reason why I, I still want to hold on to him is because uh, there's no other pass catching weapons that I would feel comfortable in. Uh, you know, with on this team, um, I still don't think they're they're going to continue to not score touchdowns. The whole team as a you know as a whole. So James White is still someone that I, if there's one fantasy player I want on this team, it's still him. La, That's fair. Lavisca, Sheenault. Yeah, I'll, I'll fold LaVisca Schmelt. I'm going to fold him. Yeah, he was a fold of mine last week. Again, after less than stellar week, uh, he's a fold. He's on the bye this week, too. Yep. Adrian yeah, Peterson. Nice he's been on this so many times. I feel like 
Well, it's because he keeps getting work. I know. Doing much I mean, it. his his volume's there, and I mean, it, I put Adrian Peterson here after having put Devonte Freeman, James White, um, and uh, who was the other one? Who was the other one that so I put I've looked uh, at Philip Lindsay, and it was hold. If you have Adrian Peterson and one of those guys, and you have to drop one, yeah, to pick up a player to get a win. I mean. I'm going to fold Adrian Peterson because I don't think the upside's there. So it's actually, and I agree with you, and, and I've actually taken Peterson and added him and dropped him from a league about four times. Like, he's just <laughs> a guy that, like, if if I want him to know, like, say what happens to, to, you know, a Detroit running back, whatever, you know, Peterson's getting the work and no one seems to want him on their teams. So, yeah, I'm going to fold him if I need to grab someone else to play that week. Um, but I, I'm always going to want Peterson's upside. So, you know, if he's available, I'm going to add him back to my team if I knew that, you know, a guy got hurt or something. I mean, so Peterson's upside is severely limited by DeAndre, right? And that's why yeah. he's a he's a fold of mine. But, I mean, if DeAndre gets hurt, Adrian Peterson's a, a great running back right. to have. Yeah, right. that's a, lot, that's a <clears throat> what if. He's a fold of mine. Um, hasn't got over 30% snap percentage in the last two weeks less than 2.7 yards per carry the last two weeks mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's getting the volume he's getting touchdowns here and there but fold austin hooper bye-bye he should have been a fold weeks ago with higby he's he's had there's so many decent ends, amount of man. games to be honest i mean hooper's been better than jimmy graham and we've been advocating jimmy graham for a couple weeks i mean Hooper has played ever since I tried to double back to back week sit Austin Hooper. He's gone out and done okay. I mean, like, yeah. Okay, 11.9, 8. 8.2, 7.7 for a tight end. Right. Well, right. That and, is and, fine. I mean, and I'm doing this also in the perspective of there's now no <laughs> Odell, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, where, where are the pieces? Where are those targets going to come from? He's likely to miss week eight. Week nine's coming up. I mean, he's a fold of mine. I, I do yeah, not so think you should be He's in miss week eight. But... You said week nine's a buy. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, or did they have it because of the coves? No, 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 no. I, I looked they, up the buy schedule. They legit have a buy week nine. Okay. And that's why he's a fold too uh, for me. Yeah. And, and I'm folding him. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the community itself, like as a whole, has a view poorly on him. You know, he's had that surgery. He, you know, did okay, but you know, it's not anything crazy uh, as what he's put up in fantasy numbers. And then you see Hunter Bryant go out there and he's doing well. So some people are going to be like, well, maybe Hooper lost his job. When he comes back, I'm adding him to my team right away. If Once he starts, he's going to be getting fantasy points. So I do want him, but Right now, get you know, get players on your team that's going to help you win this week. Okay, and I agree with that. All right, we're gonna buy low, sell high. I I hate this audio clip, but I'll play it and we'll get a new one. Buy, buy, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying, buy. I must buy one with a pussy magnet. <laughs> I love that one. There's nothing wrong with that. I well, I love the Borat Borat end. I you got to get some more sell in there. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta doctor it up a little bit, but, uh, but we will figure something out. All right, buy low, sell high. Uh, my buy low, and my sell high come from the same team, so I might uh, just attack it in one <laughs> I'll thing. Be right back. To be honest, yeah. um, so I'm buying Leonard Fournette low, and I am selling Ronald Jones high, <clears throat> and the reason being is. Ronald Jones scored the touchdown. Ronald Jones has been the back to own in Tampa for the last like four or five weeks. Um, the box score indicates that Ronald Jones is still the favorite. And there are people that are likely out there saying, well, Leonard Fournette got the garbage time touches at 45 to 20. When you look back and you look at the play by play breakdown, Ronald Jones scored his touchdown in the fourth quarter when it was 45 to, uh, 34 to 20. It was a one-yard run. Ronald Jones didn't do anything. Fournette was the guy who was in there early. Ronald Jones saw the first drive, but then it was Fournette after that. Brady peppered him with seven targets. I think there's an opportunity where you can go and buy Fournette and sell Ronald Jones 
and your life will be much, much, much better. I, I think it's clear that this offense doesn't want Ronald Jones there, and they'd much rather prefer to have Fournette. I mean, the fact that he got seven targets from Brady after not seeing the field in weeks speaks a ton of volume. I mean, we, we see Brady get very, very um, like player happy, right? He sees a player, he throws that player. It was Mike Evans when Chris Godwin was out. Chris Godwin was in, he's going back to Godwin. He's going to Gronk when uh, Howard's out. Now we see him going to Fournette, treating Fournette almost like he's a James White. And I think a lot of people are going to overlook the what Leonard Fournette did in week seven and look at Ronald Jones and go, well, you know what? It was a blowout game. Fournette, you know, it makes sense that Fournette got it, but Ronald Jones has always been the, the you know, uh, true and true and tried for the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks, which isn't really the case. I mean that that argument of of saying okay, well Leonard Fournette was active for two weeks and hadn't touched the ball. That argument should be null and void. You should be buying Fournette and selling Jones. I know that was a bit longer. I figured I'd just take my buy low, sell high together since they're on the same exact team. The arguments are exactly the same. So I will now pass it over to I don't even know. It's me, Craig Scott. I'll do it. My buy low is Alan A. Rob Robinson, the Chicago Chicago Bears. Um, he's paired with you know the worst quarterbacks in the entire league, unfortunately. But that's the way I'm gonna buy him low because everyone sees Nick Foles thrown to him. I mean, he can't produce because of that, and he's in a concussion protocol now after last game. He hasn't scored over ten points since week five. But he's a target hog, and you saw him do it last year with Mitch Trubisky. He had those bad games because you know Trubisky sucks, but he bounces back towards the end of the season, and he was a league winner last year and finishes a top 12 wide receiver. If there's a time to buy him low, it's now, because he's facing the Saints and Tennessee the next two weeks, and he's in concussion protocol. Owners are going to get worried and try to move on from him. But if they do, grab this guy. Because he's probably going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver going forward, I hope. Um, I'll just get into my, my sell high, since you guys since you did yours. Uh, goes back to the Bucks. I'm the biggest Mike Evans truther out there, and you guys can all you know agree with that. But this is the time to sell him high. Chris Godwin's out this week with his finger surgery. Um, no AB yet. So, mm-hmm. so people are going to look at Mike Evans and say, all right, he's got this huge week eight, which he probably is going to. And if you can sell him even higher next week, go for it. I don't, I do not know what the offense will look like when AB gets there. I, I've been trying to th- figure it out. I don't, I don't know. Mike Evans could be the number one there, or he could be the number three or four. And I don't want to wait and see. I want to be able to sell Mike Evans as a wide receiver two and get back the same value, then wait and he might be a flex play in three weeks. So if you can sell Mike Evans as well as maybe a few other Bucks pieces like Thompson in Ronald Jones, there's not enough targets to go around there for every player to be fantasy relevant. Get a, get ahead of it now to get back some kind of value. Craig. All right, going into mine. Um, didn't know if we wanted to go over Corey's or not, but um, I'll, I'll do that last. All right, so going into mine is, is one I hinted at in the recap, but um, I really truly feel at this point that since Zach Moss has come back and has been healthy, you know, it did take him some time to get healthy. Um, and right in the get-go, game one, uh, it was a 50-50 split between Singletary and Moss. And a lot of people... Um, you know, held on to Monster and that injury or, or whatever they dropped him or not. It's a low-end buy-low, so you don't have to give up that much for him. But I expect uh, some people thought that Singletary was just going to take the job. Moss wasn't going to come back. I mean, it just seemed like we were waiting for Moss to come back and, and play and be healthy. So a lot of people got frustrated with him. And when he did, he came back. He out, um, you know, outgained Devin Singletary. He had seven rush attempts to 47 yards. Which isn't crazy, but Singletary's eight rushing attempts to 29 yards is a lot worse. Um, you know, Zach Moss's yards per carry was 6.7. Uh, 
And then when you look at the passing game, which is something was really more of, of what I've always liked about Moss. I was never a, a big Moss fan. I, I called him in my scouting very slow, but what he has been able to do at all times is catch the ball. You wouldn't expect it because he looks like a bowling ball, but he is a receiving back that can do that. Singletary was not doing very well um, you know, in that role while Moss was out. And even in this past week, they tried to pass to Singletary and he dropped two balls. So Moss caught all three of his. So I would expect going forward, whether it's 50-50 or not, it's still going to be higher than a lot of people expect. So I want a player that's going to get snaps on a good offense. You know, granted the offense didn't do so well this week. I would expect things to to get better. And Moss is a decent little buy low right now. Um, going into my sell high, it's DJ Moore. So DJ Moore, the last two weeks has shown up a lot better in stat lines. Um, there was a game against Atlanta three weeks ago that he also got a touchdown. Um, and actually, amazingly, I'm looking at it. He has 93 receiving yards in the last three weeks. Bang, bang, bang. But Robbie Anderson is not going anywhere. Curtis Samuel is healthy again. Where Curtis Samuel was not healthy in the Chicago game, um, you know, took away a little bit from uh, DJ Moore this week in targets because he had a DJ Moore had 11 targets in Chicago when Samuel was out and five targets against New Orleans when Samuel was in. And you could see Samuel was being used. He had five targets, five catches, you know, something on the ground. Um, you know, he had two DJ Moore, two receiving touchdowns this week. So you're going to be able to sell him at a really high level because you also bought into DJ Moore and drafted him early because that was the guy to own in Carolina. And now it seemed as though to start the year, you weren't really getting that value. And now that value is here. I would expect you to try and get rid of it because again, the number one wide receiver is Robbie Anderson. It's not DJ Moore and, 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 and get some of that luck and that value back and get rid of more now. It's amazing what Robbie Anderson can do. Minus Adam, Adam Gase. Gase. Um, all right. And Corey's got Cooper Cup on here. Uh, more or less that uh, like the camel's, camel's back has to break at some point in the uh, crappy performances that uh, Cooper Cup has put up is the uh, camel's back. So basically, Corey's looking at Cooper Cup saying, listen, you, you're not getting him any lower than he is right now. And at some point, something has to break for the guy. Um, and then he's selling Deontay Johnson, uh, 15 targets. Yeah, he did leave with an injury. We kind of talked about it a bit. Um, but if you can find an owner that is willing to go out and buy Deontay Johnson, if you're one of those two and five, three and four type of teams that has Deontay Johnson, go find the seven and oh, six and one team, sell him Deontay Johnson, you know, for something to, to win now. Um, so that is buy low, sell high. We got one more segment. Yeah, it's the who you're pissed at this week segment. Playing games with my heart. I just realized that the cue to the quit on that is uh not present. What <laughs> on the on the beginning of the quit playing games with my heart uh, clip? Quit <coughs> <coughs> playing. All right. So basically, really, all this little segment is is a player that uh, a player situation, a team that we're not very happy with. I am. Uh, I'm doing a preemptive quit playing games with my heart with Jalen Rager. Um, they're saying he's act. He is activated off the IR, so they have activated him off the IR. They are saying that he could play in Week Eight against the Cowboys on Sunday night for the leader of that that division. Everything tells me Jalen Rager should be playing in this game. That Jalen Rager should have a massive game. He didn't hurt his hamstring. He didn't hurt his knee. He didn't tweak an ankle. He he tore a ligament in his thumb. Okay, that should not affect him at all. In the game where he did make that injury, it was in the second quarter, and he came back and still caught two balls and got three targets for like 25 yards. 
Jalen Rager should be a part of this offense and a massive part of this offense. Sean Jackson's on the IR. This is where I get nervous. Is none of these things that I expect for Jalen Rager is going to happen. I'm going to believe it. And uh, and and just just don't do it. Make him active for week eight. I mean, if he's not active for week eight, I, I just I got a nice. I'll have a I'll have a scar on my on my heart. My my heartstrings don't like the possibility that Jalen Rager is Deshaun Jackson 2.0. Ooh, with the injury as history. a rookie, uh, as a rookie. Ugh. I mean, I'll take the Deshaun Jackson production all day long. And again, the injury's not an injury that should really affect a wide receiver. This is just me more or less being proactive of getting my heart broken by the Eagles and Jalen Rager. Even if you prepare for it, it's still staying. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. And with me, it's the San Francisco running back situation in the first seven weeks. Week one, Mostert. Great week. McKinnon, also a good week. Week two, Mostert, big run, touchdown. Injured. McKinnon, great game again. Week three, week four, McKinnon, McKinnon, blah, 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 blah. Jeff Wilson in week three, week four, had a great game. Oh, let's pick up Jeff Wilson. Uh, you know, they they use two backs. Week four, it's McKinnon. Jeff Wilson doesn't play. Week five, I lose my breath. All right, um, week five, um, so and so, so, blah, 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 blah. Week six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Mostert was back. Mostert comes back. Yeah. McKinnon's still there. No, but still got to start. McKinney has done so, so well. McKinnon d- doesn't get like a touch or gets one touch. Um, Moser goes down a little bit or is a split carry with Jermichael Hasty. Um, shit, now Moser's on the IR again. Week seven. All right, it's got to be McKinnon because Moser's gone. Tevin Coleman's still gone. It's fucking Jeff Wilson with the greatest RB score of the season. He gets hurt. At least McKinnon gets some touches. No, it's fucking Jermichael Hasty. Tevin Coleman comes off the fucking IR. So I'm, I'm sorry about the, the fucking swears, but um, Tevin Coleman comes off the IR this week. If he plays, what another cluster F of the team? Because they said they've been holding up McKinnon to give him some rest the last two weeks for some reason. Hasty's there. They bring back Coleman. I, I wouldn't start anyone. This week and going forward, I don't know what to expect week to week because every week it's it, it it's a new guy. Yeah, and then if they go off, they get hurt. It's just a trend. Yeah, and so don't so don't even use check, baby. Yeah, yeah, the only healthy one. If you're playing in a f- full bag league, good for you. But if not, then uh, this team's not for you. All right, so mine's Michael Thomas. You're gonna play this week, Mike. You're gonna you're gonna try I and suit Mike. up. You're going to try and uh, get on the field there, bud? Been waiting for you since week one. Don't don't quite understand why we have to keep doing this. Or or, or are you going to have turf toe when, when, you know, in practice? <laughs> like, like what, what, are, what are we getting out of you? Or are, is you going to punch, you know, yeah, you're, are you gonna, in the face? Or are you going to screw someone's mother? Like, what, like what, what, what next, man? I just want to play you. I just want to play the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Is it no, too much to ask? No, who also wants him is Drew Brees. Drew Brees wants him. <laughs> Maybe he's still mad about what Drew Brees' comments were about racism and stuff. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he it gave is. Emmanuel Sanders COVID. The Coves. Because he was he was upset that Emmanuel Sanders was becoming best friends with Drew Brees. No, what's going to happen is that Michael Thomas's hamstrings going to be fine. Sanders going to be like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" And then Michael Thomas is going to get COVID. Ooh, never this is AJ Green him. all over again. This is not oh, AJ Green. God, he's too young. I so hope not. <laughs> <laughs> this is one injury. Michael Thomas has multiple a multitude of things keep happening to him. Because he didn't have the hamstring injury before he punched the guy in the face. He was then healthy. He, then he punched the guy in the face and got the hamstring injury. And then he got the hamstring injury. Um, and Corey's. This yeah. is a good one. The Patriots. Holy fuck, they suck. And we kind yep. of went into that in yeah, our week, week seven review. Yep. Yeah, I have I have really nothing to say about the Patriots. They blow. I don't know. There's a don't single Don't start fantasy. anyone. You, you can't start anyone in that team i don't even know you can roster anybody to be completely honest but that's uh that's where i'm at all right we're gonna wrap up pod 105 
Okay, well, let's wrap it up. New Shelfie promo code. Get it. Yep. Fanny packs. Wat packs. The Wat packs. The Rat packs. Um, also, tweet at us if you played against Tyler Lockett, James Robinson, Devontae Adams. Jeff Wilson. And Jeff Wilson. If you played against two of the four of those guys, tweet at us, screenshot that lineup. We will send you a free top shelf glass so you can drink your sorrows away and uh, listen to, to all of our podcasts. So we're, we're going to move on to pod 106, the preview of week eight. I don't know if there's anything else I need to mention. Am I forgetting something? All right. Well, topshelffantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelffantasy. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.